Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. This is a show about your health, your life, and much more with our rotating cast of experts. If you'd like to catch up on any of our past shows, just simply visit our website, talk1370.com slash experts. And of course, if you have a question for any of our experts at any time, feel free to email us, asktheexperts at talk1370.com. Returning back to the studio today is Aaron Levy. Aaron is the president of Townbridge Homes. Aaron's been in here to speak about Townbridge Homes more than three times already. So <laughs> if you if you'd like their website, you can you can check them out at townbridgehomes.com. Aaron, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So today our conversation is revolving around the woke builder, an introduction to conscious construction. So I've heard you know the term woke by a lot of people, <laughs> usually on Twitter, um, but you know, not one describing a builder. So what is a woke builder? Yeah, so I, I kind of like the term. I, it, it adds a little bit of uh, casual to the conversation, but uh, there's a number of movements obviously going around, like you said, you've seen it all over the place. And you know, they all seem to be bound by this core concept of, of higher consciousness um, being connected or quote unquote, now we're woke. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that really speaks to me just as somebody who strives to always be um, improving and getting better. Uh, and as a builder and developer, I just felt like, you know what, this is actually a responsibility of mine and that it's time for me to do what I can to shed some light. Um, and being in the industry, it, it's just tainted with the same issues that you're hearing everywhere, You know, whether it's corporate corporations, um, that are just driven by their bottom line to make that dollar. Um, labor not meeting uh, the minimum wage, being underpaid, undervalued. Um, you know, cost uh, cutting costs at the expense of the environment, or that you know, or the consumer, because that consumer is really just a figure on a spreadsheet. Gender inequality. Um, they're all things that also are in existence in this construction industry, and I feel like. It's a good solution is basically practicing uh, what I would call quote unquote conscious construction. So, what do you mean when you say conscious construction? So, conscious businesses are organizations that use strategies and tactics to benefit both human beings and the environment. Um, I was actually inspired by a book I read by uh, co authored by John Mackey here of Whole Foods um, called Conscious Capitalism. And it sparked a, in a movement of capitalists across the nation, and really, th- there's major companies that are that take part in, in this movement. Whole Foods, obviously, but Southwest Airlines, Google, Patagonia, UPS, Costco—all examples of which. But they've built their businesses on four major principles, and, and these principles are the principles of conscious capitalism: one, being a higher purpose; two, being a stakeholder integration into the company; three, a conscious leadership. 
and then for creating a conscious culture and management within the company. And I, I had these realizations that these principles, you know, are not only beneficial uh, to companies as a whole, but they can strengthen, you know, my company as well in the construction and development industry. I, I, it's hard sometimes to say like, well, how can I compare construction to Southwest Airlines or Google? But the, when it comes down to the core, you know, these everything has the same basis uh, in capitalism. And uh, I also came to this greater understanding that just like others who are practicing conscious capitalism, that we need to infuse these philosophies into the industry as a whole. So for me, being the construction and development industry, uh, and as I said, you know, I rarely see these philosophies being applied. So can we talk a little bit more about uh, these higher principles? Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, you know, like I said, going down the list here, the first one being a higher purpose. So while money is, is essential for a business, it's really not its sole purpose. Uh, and for those companies who make it their sole purpose, they ultimately don't wind up thriving. But once you start creating purpose beyond money, it starts to motivate and activate the company to a greater good. So this in turn, it energizes stakeholders, it creates a love from the consumers and a passion around whatever that company may be. Um, you know, just for example, Southwest Airlines, I found this pretty interesting that before Southwest Airlines came around, only 15% of the population of the U.S. had actually ever flown on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And, and wait, uh, they came around in the 80s, right? Uh, actually in the 70s, okay. but just nobody really knew at that point who yeah. they were. Um, but just with the philosophy of changing the game for everybody and and creating a platform that kind of leveled it out and made it possible for people to fly now now nearly everyone yeah it's over 80% have really flown um and it's pretty incredible to think that this one company is actually the one that's turned that around i i had never realized that before another principle i mentioned uh, stakeholder integration you know unlike some businesses they believe they only exist on maximizing their return to their stakeholders um, a conscious business thinks of it as more of an ecosystem. And the ecosystem it has to optimize a value for all their stakeholders um, and understand that engaging them, keeping them involved will lead to a healthy, sustainable, uh, resilient business. And they recognize that without like the employees, the customers, the suppliers, the funders, the, anything that actually supports the life, that ecosystem of the business, that there is no business. So it really needs to be a a win-win, as they call it, um, in in the conscious capitalist uh, realm, they call it a win-win proposition, where basic, basically everyone gets a healthy return, um, and and in this case, it's for their shareholders. You know, another thing, another one of those principles is conscious leadership. So it's it's that concept of the quote-unquote we versus me. And again, it's 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 leads to that understanding of you know without my employees, without my customers, my suppliers, the 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 that ecosystem, there really is nothing. So it's it's an understanding of that it really takes everyone involved, that quote unquote we, to survive. And then we have the the conscious culture as well, right? So a conscious culture uh, is is creating a set of values, principles, uh, practices within the um, social fabric of the business, connecting both like the stakeholders, their employees, their clients, their customers, whoever they may be. And, and again, creating that sustainable, healthy uh, ecosystem of a business. 
So what it will do in turn, it creates a love and a care. It creates uh, trust. It'll build trust with the company, both with their members, their stakeholders, and ultimately their customers, um, which creates sustainability. Um, the last time you you joined us on the program, you spoke about having a, a blog where you give out tips and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Is this something you would consider putting on there as well? Yeah, it's absolutely. valuable information. For no, absolutely. Your- I mean, this is actually um, something that I'm putting a lot of focus on into where I'm going in my direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, because it's all about providing um, useful information, you know, and it's and it's about providing useful information without the expectation of return. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Ask the Experts. We're sitting down with Aaron Levy, the president of Townbridge Homes. And if you would like to get in contact with Aaron and his team, you can check out their website, townbridgehomes.com. Aaron, so how can you infuse these principles of higher consciousness into construction? Yeah, you know, it's uh, there's, there's different uh, aspects of the um, construction industry that tie in with these capitalist concepts and and just to kind of again like break it down into different ways of looking at it um you know the consumer so in in my case with what i do it's you know dealing with home buyers um a property owner um could be a a commercial client or a tenant or whatever the case may be but any anywhere you look at the consumer there's an interested party that has a need for a product and um in my case you know, my responsibility as a builder, developer, is to provide that product in a balanced way. So, and and respectful, obviously. I mean, it's there's a give and take. There needs to be. So that balanced concept for a consumer is that, yeah, while uh, as a company we need to make sure that we are uh, receiving profits, otherwise we wouldn't survive. You know, at the same time, there needs to be the balance in the sense of there should be equity for that consumer. So whether it's uh, a built-in equity on a home that they purchase and say, you know, we sell at a certain price and appraisal comes back and the appraisal says, well, you know what, it's actually worth this much and there's already equity built into the home. I mean, that's, whenever I get that message, to me that means we've won. It's a win-win, you know. Uh, Or just the fact that we're actually meeting the value that we say that we're providing uh, and not letting anyone feel like they're being undercut or undermined. Another, another, uh, aspect of the industry, like the workers, and the construction industry, just like many, actually, uh, you'll find that people are really being overworked, underpaid, underappreciated. Uh, you know, the number of hours they're expected to work, what those hours look like, the kind of work that they have to do. I mean, this is a dangerous—I uh, would call it a dangerous industry. There's a lot of risk involved for mm-hmm. those people, and it takes a lot of energy and. You know, an eight, nine hour workday of doing this kind of work is not the same as sitting at a, a desk or, or doing a sales job or whatever the case and not to undermine any of that. But this is, this is hard work. Um, and all these things lead to an unhealthy balance between work and life and that life-work balance, um, which is essential because ultimately if, these, if people have a, a healthy work-life balance, they produce more and they do better, they produce better. So... Um, you know, that's a consideration is, are, are, are people really getting paid what they deserve? Are they working the type of hours they should be? Are they be given the time off that they deserve? Um, and for the most part, the answer is no. Um, another aspect, uh, you know, how does this industry uh, reflect in society? Now, obviously, it has a direct impact on society, and, and those implications can vary greatly. But 
Um, when you look at development from a holistic perspective, you can start to figure how is that going to work in the fabric of society um, without challenging it? Because we're creating space, whether it's to live or experience or to work. Uh, and all of those things have an effect, psychological, environmental, emotional, on people. So in a sense, we really need to consider from from the time of just looking at it on paper, what is it? What is that going to mean in the mm-hmm. end? Um, and then obviously without saying, I mean, environment, I mean, the, the construction industry is one of the largest impacts and, and contributors to environmental concern. And, uh, you know, fortunately, there's really, we've come up with some really great technologies, uh, materials, systems, different things that we can start to utilize um, you know our waste management practices, how we source our materials. There's there's a way to think about it in smart design and smart development that could actually create uh, positive environmental shifts rather than such negative impacts. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're sitting down with Aaron Levy, the president of Townbridge Homes. And we're going to step aside for a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We have more Ask the Experts coming up right after this. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez. Today, we're sitting down with Aaron Levy, the president of Townbridge Homes. And our topic today is the Woke Builder, an introduction to conscious construction. Um, Aaron, that was a bit of a tongue twister for me for yeah, some reason. The second. <laughs> uh, so uh, before we went on the break, we, we spoke about conscious construction and and some higher principles that you brought up. And so we were speaking about the way it impacts society, environment, and the consumer, and of course, you know, the workers. So I get that a conscious approach to construction can benefit the consumer, um, the workers, and the environment, but how could it benefit society? Yeah, so, you know, like you just said, whether it's the consumer or the labor, the workers, uh, the environment, those are pretty obvious direct effects um, by infusing some of these principles. And if you're just tuning in, you know, we're talking about um, taking a different approach uh, to the industry and thinking about things with, with, uh, with a higher purpose where there's a quote-unquote win-win, you know, for everyone who's involved. Uh, and we're finding this happening um, across the country in all different industries, companies, and it's part of just the general awakening that we're experiencing as a society. And... So the construction side of it, you know, and how it could benefit society, um, you know, it's, it's a creation of sustainability, both in actual construction, but um, the health of communities. So, you know, some ways, just thinking about it, it, it just in general as a knowledge transfer. And like mm-hmm. I said, with, with all these other industries um, and these companies that, are, that have really taken this on, uh, that knowledge transfer, we, we start to see this rapid growth of a general understanding and collective movement towards um, up towards a better future. I mean, and it's and it's hitting the news every day. It doesn't matter what's what we're talking about. You just you're starting to get this sense of just really like a greater a greater good, a greater consciousness. And I think um, for me as a builder and a developer, you know, it's really important to make a push in that side of things because this has so much influence on how we live 
Um, you know, just for example, our improved environmental quality. So uh, within a home, um, it creates a positive psychological and social experience. I mean, you can get that as well when you go into public spaces uh, or even not even just public spaces in the sense of buildings, but public spaces in the sense of exterior space. And what does that mean when you experience a community or an urban space uh, and what are the effects of it? And if you're creating positive psychological and social experiences, it basically just starts to transfer into everything else as these people start to go through their day. If they're experiencing something positive, they're starting to spread that positive rather than an experience where it changes their mindset uh, changes their mindset in a way where they become negative. They're, they're obviously going to reflect that to other people. Um, you know, also just the idea of like a neighborhood restoration or, or urban improvement. You know, now that we've really started to move back towards our city centers, we're seeing major improvements across the board. And just the fact that like a city urban core could be healthy and, uh, and have positive design and smart design concept, again, is going to lead to a positive social growth. Mm-hmm. Um, other things, you know, just the, the quality of our environments, it, them being healthier. And I've said this before on other shows, but um, talking about how we spend, you know, most of our times in the indoor environment. What does that mean? And if we spend that much time indoors and people are not constructing or considering, you know, how they're building things properly or at least as healthy as they could be, you know, there's, there's two to five times, for example, the two to five times more volatile organic compounds indoors. So, you know, we're creating problems. I mean, there is what they call the sick building syndrome, where it's basically people are experiencing more regularly headaches, fatigue, dizziness, irritation, whether it's in the eyes, skin, nose, you know, difficulty breathing, all these things are uh, slowly built up in time, but they're a function of an unhealthy environment. Um, you know, increases in allergies or transmission of disease and illness, all these things, again, like related to an unhealthy indoor environment. Um, other things in general, um, you know, we've talked about the environmental, but but as a society, if we start to move our mental shift away from pollution, you know, and how we handle those things, you know, again, construction is one of the largest contributors to pollution and environmental impact. So if if we as a society are moving our mental shift away from that, then it just, it basically removes itself from our dialect. Um, and again, I, this is a place where I feel like because being a builder or a developer, you know, in that position, it's it's time to just make the shift and start to just infuse that for people. Uh, you mentioned a few of the things, uh, like you said, uh, headaches, fatigues, dizziness. Mm-hmm. You just made me want to quit my jobs <laughs> <laughs> because I experience, uh, you know, some of those symptoms as well while I'm in here. Yeah. Um, I mean, offices can get dark, um, and we live in Texas where we experience about 300 days of sunlight a year. Right. It gets overcast for a couple of days, and you kind of start to feel that on your body. Yeah. It takes a toll. You need that, you know, vitamin yeah. D. Well, and, and ventilation is a huge thing too. I mean, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, proper ventilation, air circulation, removal of humidity from the spaces. And that's become a big thing too, is the awareness of like how much humidity is actually um, creating problems, moisture creating problems in our indoor environments. Mm-hmm. Before it was kind of not overlooked, but it wasn't as attentive. Um, and I think now there's a realization of what that 
what that really can do to us and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it can be solved with proper sealing of like windows and mm-hmm. and and now uh, the high efficiency systems we have for uh, uh, HVAC, you know, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, ways of dehumidifying spaces, bringing in fresh air. Um, utilizing that fresh air, circulating it, dumping it, bringing more fresh air, rather than something that becomes stale in time. If we're just recycling the same air within the building and never taking in fresh air, can you imagine what that air actually is like yeah. compared to when you step yourself outside? It's like an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Yeah. And so um, what can uh, what can I do, or rather, what can our listeners do? Because you know, you're talking about being a, a conscious builder. Mm-hmm. Um, what can our listeners do to be woke mm-hmm. themselves? I've noticed when I've where I try to be as conscious as in um, the ways that I produce uh, personally, mm-hmm. do it here at work or at home. So what can what can what can the average person do? So uh, you know, just like just like any of the other industries, because if if we're talking about you know your home or if you're buying a home or renovating or hiring contractors. Uh, because there's only so much you can do on on the ground level, um, and you really need, you know, you need the builder, you need the developer, you need the contractor to to be the one who's doing it right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's holding people accountable, and and part of that is starting to learn and understand what you you should know. Like, what do you need to be aware of? What are the things that you want to hold people accountable for? Um, you know, simply as uh, you know. The example of what's going on with Amazon right now and this concept of why is the CEO making so much money every day when he's got employees that basically are, you know, some are even homeless. Yeah. Um, and what does that mean? Do you support a company like that? And now we have the challenge of, well, it's so accessible and easy to use it, right. but you have to make decisions. Same thing happens here. You know, you have to think to yourself, well, there, there's a reason why a contractor, a home, um, you know, whatever it is it has a certain price to it, but you have to think like, what is involved in getting to that price? Am I supporting the right things, or do I need to say, you know what, it's worth the few extra dollars to know that everybody who worked on that job has a higher quality of life, mm-hmm. or that I'm getting a product that's going to give me a higher quality of life? Absolutely. Knowing yeah. that the person that delivered your package or maybe prepared your package isn't on food stamps. Right. Um, so, where do we go from here? So I think that's the challenge. I think that's where we're coming to with everything that's going on in our society right now. It's it's basically this living uh, entity of where do we go from here? And I think as a collective, um, as a collective, if we continue to do these these ideas of like knowledge transfer and helping each other, educate each other in all these different aspects, and if we lean on, you know, the companies. You know, example like if my clients were leaning on me to to know that I'm doing what I should be as my responsibility for them, um, you know that's the start. And from there, who knows? The world is our oyster. But I do think that I think right now this awakening that we're experiencing on a societal level is really pretty incredible. And um, I think that this is exciting for me as a builder to basically say like I want to own this as well. And I want to I want to push this through what I do and in my industry, and I want to create something that does contribute to a greater good. And I think that if everyone took that same idea into whatever they do in their lives and, and aspects of their lives, I think we're all going to see benefit, and it becomes that same quote unquote win win across the board. Aaron Levy is the woke. 
president of Townbridge Homes. <laughs> Aaron, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Again, if you want to get in contact with Aaron and his team, you can visit townbridgehomes.com. Don't go anywhere. We have more Ask the Experts coming up right here on Talk 1370. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.